Vitamin Dice is an actual play RPG podcast made by adults for adults. Things can get pretty rowdy around this year game table, and it is not appropriate content for children. Content warnings can be found in the episode descriptions. Hello, and welcome back to A New World, a 5th edition slash partially 1D&D campaign. I am Volandal Man, and I will be your dungeon master for this hour or so. And today I'm joined by... I'm joined by... Oh, I see. I'm joined by... You're joined by... Hi, I'm Caden. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to use that one. catch him off guard. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it was really funny. I'm playing Keol and Unakai Zualti. Yeah, just that whole thing? That's all I know. All right. All right. <laughs> there we go. I am Josh, returning as Alig, the Dwarven Ranger. Hello. I am Connor, and I'm playing Elsie Wayward. Hi, I'm Frankie, and I will be playing Bass Botros. And hi, I'm Phoenix, and I'm back playing Dr. Belmore. Last time on A New World. We did some shit. Elsie healed Teola and was defensive about not using magic. Keol worked with Unakai and some of the other Gith to repair the teleportation circle at Zanhakarin and activate it. Belmore learned how to cast the light cantrip on his own without Agdardax's help. Aelig spoke to Gibby and heard that Impesca is one of four. Bast wrote letters to Madrigal and discovered the eight days they spent in Limbo was two months in the Material Plane. They used the teleportation circle to get back to the now ruins of Arang Zab. They investigated and found that people had made it out of there. Aelig and Bast set off, not patient enough for the investigation, and came across and were attacked by a native armed with Ibeer weapons, but not one of the Uthmela. Aelig killed him with a crit almost immediately. <laughs> Just <laughs> cast spell of fuck you. Yeah, it went like, nah, not today. Enough bullshit. Fuck this. The rest of the party caught up, and as they continued to Madrigal's settlement, they were chased by more similar natives, who were, by the way, marked with symbols of Impesca. Keol talked to the first mate, Aethel Waldorf, about setting up a forge. Elsie spoke to Keol about repairing bracelets that had belonged to her sister. Aelig spoke to Gibby again, I think, right? Belmore went to bed. <laughs> Belmore went to bed. Bast talked to Madrigal and received a special mission to kill Olmecon. And that brings us to now. Let me remind you all that you are here because you were hired to be here. Correct. You all receive a salary payment of 1,000 gold pieces. Holy fuck. It's been the first quarter. And now, scenes. Fuck yes. Uh, why don't we start with Keol? Is this like the next day after we had first started? Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of a time skip, like maybe a couple days. Because, okay. you know, so there can be time to, yeah. to finish. We've like created the building. It looks stranger architecturally. It looks like you. Then, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah, it's just a big. It's just like Keol's head. It look no. Really it's like big, it's like a it's like a the giant. Is in his mouth. It's a giant construction of the yeah. mask. <laughs> yeah, and then the entrance is the whole. You know what? I like this. We're going with it. It looks like your tragedy mask. That's great. It looks That's like a tragedy really mask. Cool. And the mouth is open like the fucking. Yeah, exactly. I actually really like this idea. <laughs> My stupid joke became yeah, right. canon. <laughs> It did. It That's became canon. Works. Exactly. That is rule one or two of Vitamin It's one dice. of them. If you say something funny and somebody likes it, it's canon. Exactly. So yeah, it looks like a giant version of the tragedy mask. And then across the forehead, the ring of runes that in Gith would say Zualti Smithy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back at the monastery, we found like a bunch of the old equipment that was kind of broken from the attack. Mm-hmm. We took the most beat up of the equipment back with us. We left all the good stuff with the rest of the Zualtis, and we're currently working on repairing all the equipment. What do, so what do you work on in the forge? Ibeer is a wonderful material for creating magical objects. Kiel has established mm-hmm. this, right? Kiel knows that. Okay, excellent. My first commission has been to attempt to create these bracelets that Elsie gave me into something to enhance her strength, I believe. 
Yeah, so when you began working on them, you realize they had been enchanted already, and just the enchantment wasn't currently working. I see. Because they were sort of broken. With that in mind, and the amount of Ibeer that I currently have, which would be the arrowheads and the knife that I acquired. Does Elsie have the sword? She does, and I believe that she's told me she wants to keep the sword. Okay. That's the item she wished to be infused. That would be her choice. And then... So for this one, I would like to start the process of enchantment. What would you like me to do in order to go through this process? Well, let's say you take a good look at it and you come up with a plan. Mm -hmm. And you do realize that if you're going to make this, if you're going to fix these, have them have an active enchantment on them, you're going to have to use some Ibeer. Indeed. Do you accept? I accept these terms. All right. Then make an intelligence smithing tools check. All right. Oh, damn it. I was going to ask if Unikai could help me. I think Unikai has a character sheet, and there are a couple of specific things that she can help with. One of which is smith's tools. She can help with smith's tools and tinker's tools checks. Okay. So she'll give you the help action. Excellent. So I'll make one for Unikai as well. There we go. That's better. Uh, 22 is high enough. Mmm. So you have these completed, fixed, actively enchanted braces of sylvan strength. They require attunement by a halfling, and they make the user's strength score become 17. Kiol is currently like looking at it, and it seems like he's struggling a little bit. He's mainly working the physical labor mm. of reforging the bracers, while Unikai is the one sort of weaving the arcane uh, into the bracers uh, in a final flash. The full bracers, sort of in a moment, they like lift off of the anvil and begin to immediately cool in midair and then slowly drop down to the anvil themselves. Kiol picks them up, feels they're cool to the touch. Excellent. Let us find Elsie. Oh, I'm so excited. I can't wait to see what she says. Yes. And we go in search of Elsie. Is Elsie easily found? I think she's asleep right now. Just break down her I door. See. <laughs> Do you want to tell me about her dream? I sure can. Ooh. <laughs> Look at that fucking transition. Look at that. Seamless. <laughs> so organic. It almost as if it was planned. <laughs> okay. Right? So in Elsie's dream, you see a small rustic cabin at the edge of a peaceful village. The sound of the river harmonizes with the bird song as the forest of Arborin looms in the distance. Inside the cabin, Elsie Wayward sits cross-legged on a deerskin rug in the living room, plucking at the strings of a handmade lute. Nearby, another halfling, quite similar in appearance, sits absent-mindedly humming along with Elsie's tune. Suddenly she looks out the window and gasps as a shadow blankets the village. It is turned from day to night in an instant. The front door bursts open and two older halflings, a man and a woman, rush inside. Myra, go to the shrine and protect the star charts. I'll buy us some time. Elsie, Cora, just run. Without question, Elsie grabs her sister's hand and runs out the door. Outside has turned to chaos. As they run, an arcane explosion detonates an adjacent cabin, scattering debris across their path. Up ahead, they see a group of dark figures approaching, silhouetted by the light of the moon. The sisters dart to the side, hiding behind a pile of rubble. I'll check if the coast is clear. Cora stands up, and an arcane blast hits her, and she falls. Cora! Cora is just gasping for breath. Oh god, please no, this can't be happening. You have to run, Elsie. They'll get you. I can't! I'm not like you, I can't do what you do! You can. Take my bracelets. No, I'm going to save you. You can't heal this, Elsie. Elsie looks around for anyone to help, but they are alone. So she looks to the stars. Help me, please. I'll do anything. Elsie, listen. It's too late. You have to go. I love you more than anything. I love you too, Elsie. Elsie awakens covered in sweat. She stands up and peels off her shirt, revealing dozens and dozens of fresh scars covering her back, arms, and stomach. She looks at a nearby mirror, staring at her naked, scarred body, and she begins to cry. <laughs> fucking ow! Uh, fucking what? Alright, there's a knock at your door. <laughs> Elsie, are you awake? Now is not a good time. Elsie, can I... Yo, what's up? Can I have Kiel make a perception check of some kind? 
What are you trying to perceive? Perhaps the tone of her voice. I suppose this would be insight. Yeah, thinking insight. Well, on a success, what are you hoping to learn? I'm hoping to see if she is currently upset and to what degree. Like you want to know if you can tell that she's upset? Yes, I would like to see if Kiel can come to that conclusion. So I'm just going to base this on Connor's uh, performance of the last line and say that you don't need to roll an, an insight check. Yeah, that you was can just really tell good. <laughs> that Elsie is upset. I see. Yeah. Uh, Kiel uh, starts shifting awkwardly in place and looks at Unakai and Unakai's like, say something, my mouths say <laughs> something. Uh, uh, I'm sorry if we are intruding on anything. Um, I, I simply wanted to inform you that we have finished the bracelets you have asked for. We can uh, bring them to you at a later time. And also, uh, just know you do not have to be alone. But if you wish to be, we understand. I just wanted to say it. Just leave him by the door. Uh, very well. We both sort of look at each other solemnly, and I just take the bracers that are in a sort of wooden chest, and I place them on the ground, and Kiol sort of just it looks at the door, and he just puts a hand on the door silently, and then he and Unakai walk back to the smithy. And when you get to the smithy, you are greeted by Bast. Another oh. seamless transition. <laughs> I figured that, that was a good segue. Yeah, dog. Ah, Bast. It is, I suppose, a busy night for us. What do you have? Uh, well, the thing is, I was hoping to, to talk with you and, um, and Unukai about something. Of course. Would you uh, like us to adjourn into the smithy? Yeah, let's let's go somewhere private, actually. Very well. And we all enter the smithy, which has its open mouth. And as we enter, Kiel just sort of raises his hands and then shuts them <laughs> in front of him. And the mouth just... <laughs> Good, that's cool. Bast is like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of fun that we thought we could have, you know? So, you had something you wish to tell us. Please, take a seat. Would you like uh, something to drink? He just sort of looks at Unakai, who just gives him a thumbs up. <laughs> um, no, no, thank you. Um, she sits down and she's kind of like fidgeting with her fingers and like mm. looks really like she doesn't know what to do with herself. You seem troubled by something. Y yes. You, you know that Captain Madrigal is my char charge. I take orders from her. Yes, this is uh, the reason why you are here, is it not? Y yeah. The thing is, I went to go talk to her, and she's given me a new mission. I see. Well, whatever it is, you have our assistance, no matter what. So tell me, what are we doing? Well, that's the thing. I don't think I can do it. And I've I've never not obeyed an order before. I don't know what to do. Very well. Speak the order. Whatever it is, we will impart whatever advice we can give. So she pulls out this little vial and it's got like deep purple liquid in it. Hmm. Interesting. Madrigal asked me to to poison Omekon and to kill him. Now would Kiel know who Omekon is? Kiel would know who Omekon is because Kiel has definitely heard in the episode with the envoy. The envoy was called the envoy of Omekon. Omekon is the essentially the emperor of the Uthmela people. You see Kiol just sort of start stroking his beard. Deep contemplative thought. Hmm. This is a lofty task she has given to you. And I just can't bring myself to, to poison someone. I... Is the act of poisoning the issue or killing the person in general? Quite frankly, it's the poison. If she had asked me to slay him any other way, I, I would probably obey her. And is this poison the only thing that can kill him? Would she be adverse to you using other methods? Yes. Hmm. You see, I'm I'm not very open about it because, well, because I don't know how to be open about it. But I understand. Uh, I I've been terminally ill since I was sixteen. You see, both Unika and Kiel just sort of stop. It's why I wear this pendant around my neck. It it keeps it hmm. from getting worse. 
it's why I can't control myself sometimes. I see. And the thought of making someone else sick, I just, I don't think I can. Hmm. What would it mean to you to defy her orders? Why do you think that defying her would be a worse outcome? Uh, I don't believe she would trust in me anymore. I see. The trust is important to you. Yes. Magical and I are part of a larger journey. Would you elaborate? Part of why I'm here is to figure out how to not be sick anymore. Understandable. She's one of my only connections back home, and if I lose her trust, I, I don't know what that means for me. And the people you're, you and Madrigal are connected to, you believe that they are the only people who can assist you in curing yourself of this ailment. Am I correct? As far as I'm aware. I see. And no other methods have come across your knowledge? I've been to every doctor and every person of magic that I could find that specializes in medicine and nothing. Hmm. And these people, they are the only ones who have provided you with any sort of answer? Have they told you specifically what ails you? So, okay, out of character. It's like the equivalent of like a brain tumor. Ah, I see. I don't know how that would translate in fantasy. I mean, she could just have a brain tumor. Hmm. So there is something growing in your head. Yes. That is certainly a, well, a tough predicament you have found yourself in, Bast, I will admit. What specifically are you asking of us? Because we both wish to assist you in whatever path you wish to take. But Unikai and I, I don't believe, can make any decisions for you. No, no, of course not. I just... What would you do? What would I do? Uh, I mean, not not to be insensitive, but I've, I've never disobeyed before, and you kind of have. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time you've ever heard him laugh. <laughs> yes, I did. I disobeyed often. My father and I never saw eye to eye. I was born belligerent in the face of my sense of duty. So I suppose what I would do is not consider my first option as my only option. That perhaps I have not seen all options available to me. I have not explored. And perhaps they are the only ones who can help you, but perhaps not. You've looked everywhere in Grakfell, but here in Nyasar, this is a new world. I myself am part of another entirely other dimension. There are places to look for answers, aside from what might be the first and simplest option. If you do not feel comfortable in what they are asking you to do, then find another way. To me, it seems that this mission is important to whoever you have given your loyalty to. So, at the end of the day, it should not matter how they die, unless they wish to make an example of them. And then at that point, it's up to you whether or not you wish to carry out their message, if you agree with it or not. She puts the vial back in her pocket and she stands up and she like kind of like nods to the both of you and just says, Thank you for your counsel. I I believe I, I know what I will do now. You know you can come to us if you require anything, be it guidance or equipment. <laughs> Still. She turns to leave and she kind of stops and she turns back around and she's like, uh, And maybe keep it on the... Down low, <laughs> I don't want anybody else to know. Bast, if there is anybody in this camp who can keep a secret, it is me. I kept my secret away from all of you for quite some time, didn't I? You did. And I'll never tell. I'd sooner see the grave again. Thank you. And then she leaves. Kiel sort of goes like, <laughs> opens his hand and the mouth. <laughs> Bast kind of like stops and like stares at it and awe, like what <laughs> in the heck? <laughs> it's cool, right? That was yeah, my idea. Good night, Bust. Good night. And then she leaves. Hi. So, not sure exactly what happened here, but we seem to be missing a chunk of audio. But essentially, what you need to know is that as Bast is walking around the settlement after leaving the forge, Bast is able to see just outside the settlement near the edge of the jungle, Dr. Belmore has set up sort of a altar of sorts, some kind of ceremonial something. And he, he has lots of candles 
that are organized in a particular way, and he's sort of walking around and has some barely audible incantations or something of the sort that he's saying, you know, some kind of, uh, to the uneducated, some kind of satanic or cultish kind of stuff. So, yeah, I guess <laughs> Belmore's just like uh, doing his thing, living his best life, you know. Is Did like Bast wander over or is Bast going back to her room like, I'm not doing this? <laughs> uh, she She probably sees you kind of like walking around and muttering to yourself and is like, I wonder if he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is never yes. Yes. So she probably goes over and just kind of stands a little bit away and just kind of cocks her head and looks at you like, huh, and realizes that you are not going to notice her standing there. So she gets a little bit closer and is like, um, Dr. Belmore, are you quite all right? Ah, uh, Bast, hi. Sorry, um, yes. Uh, in this moment, I am all right. I have been given a new spellbook, and I have found something in it that I really want to learn. It, it was a gift from, from Ag- Agdradax. You, you saw him. You, you, you didn't meet him, but you saw him. He's... The man that came out of my lantern. Oh, um, the big sm- smoky fellow? Yes, the, the big smoke man. He gave me a new book. Oh. And I really like what's in it. And he just kind of shifts in place and takes in this deep breath and looks at the lantern. I hope this works. All of the candles burn a little bit brighter. The flame turns like this ethereal purple with like a white outline. It looks like it doesn't belong on this plane. Mm. And he's muttering this spell and from in front of the lantern from like the ground up comes a tiny skeletal crab. It's an undead crab. <laughs> Fast is like, ah! Yes. <laughs> well, what the fuck snip, is that? Snip. <laughs> it actually worked. You meant okay. to do this? I meant to do this I didn't know what would come up, but I meant to do that. And oh. he walks over and he kind of scoops up the crab. It's big enough to like, if he balances it right, he can fit it in his hand. Mm-hmm. And he lifts it up and he starts looking it over. And then he comes over and offers it to Bast. Like, look. She's like, oh, it's don't undead. touch it. It, it. You don't have to touch it. It's fine. But I've been learning how to summon the undead. And this was my first actual successful attempt at it. Oh, isn't it cool? She like takes a slow step backwards. Y- yeah, that's very um wow. Wow. It's weird. Um I I can tell by your tone you think it's weird. And he carefully no, sets no, it no, 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 back no. in I the sh- in like the circle. I just um I don't <laughs> I don't um I quite frankly I don't understand magic. It's okay. And after he sets it down in the circle, it like crumbles back into like just being like, you know, dead. It disappears like a like a dry Koopa. It just like like it just like uh, it does the, the snap fade away. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and he straightens up and looks at Bast. I know that, you know, I haven't exactly taken the time to show you what I can do and haven't taken the time to get to know you. And so I realize now that this looks really bad. And I want to apologize for scaring you, because I realize that not everybody would think that this is cool. So I'm sorry about that. Oh, no worries. It's just, um, it's not bad. It's just different. I have always had to kind of use unconventional methods to use any sort of magic. I've always had to go the long way. I could never take a shortcut. And so the fact that I could really do this on my first try, it's its kind of big for me. Mm. And his wings, almost as if on cue, just start like twitching as if he wants to be able to like flap them and have something happen, but nothing can happen. And so mm. his wings just like twitch kind of awkwardly. I, I just... She nods and puts her hand on your shoulder and is like, I do not understand magic. But this feeling, I, I understand this. We've never been able to take the easy way. And 
I'm glad that I at least have a kindred spirit in that. Yes. So uh, thank you for watching my weird demonstration. I'll clean up. I promise I won't leave this. I won't leave this just sitting here. I, I can put all this away. <laughs> she kind of like looks a little thoughtful, thoughtfully at you and is like, I, I realize we've been together all this time and we haven't really gotten to know each other. I, I would like to. I would like the same. Maybe, you know, we could train together sometime. You can show me how to use your weapons. Because I I have one, I just don't know how to use it. <laughs> of course. And maybe sometime you can show me more about your glowing thing. The, the <laughs> thing you were very excited about. My light? Yeah. You, you, want, you want to learn more about the light? It seems important to you. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. We'll train together and I, I can teach you more. That would be great. Perfect. And he gives you like this huge, like a real smile, like one that's like from the heart as he awkwardly like ducks down and starts to pick up all of his candles that have now gone out. All of like them are smoking. He just like smiles and starts to pick up all of his supplies, but he looks very happy about it. <laughs> One more scene. <laughs> <laughs> so A-Leg walks up, so he just sees the head, and you you can see him look sort of unnerved, like, I'll never understand you. But he approaches you, and Kyo, I, I ask a, a favor of you. A-Leg, go and ask. He sort of closes his book and puts it to the side. Those those natives, it, it almost seemed as if they are uh, hunting, like I was their prey. They want to get to me, and I think my encounter with the tentacled freak has something to do with it. Mm. And I was wondering if you have any sort of way of conjuring up making a piece of jewelry or something that can hide me from being found from divination magic or something. You know, there is something I am currently and working on. You see on. his eyes sort of brighten, like, oh, thank God. Might be of assistance to you. Well, well, what, what is it? Give me some time. And you see Keol, for the first time to you, gives you a sly grin... I think you'll just have to wait and find out. Well, I, I look forward to it. If yes. I could make one request. If you could perhaps acquire a bit of Ibea. I seem to be in short supply. It is almost necessary for rapid production of magical items here. It's extraordinary how quickly one can create such magical implements with this metal. But uh, unfortunately, I used quite a bit of it when I was finishing my project for Elsie. So I have pretty much... Quite a bit done as far as the diagram goes, but there's still a little bit more work that needs to be done, and I do, of course, need materials. So understandable. Any help on that end would oh, be I'll appreciated. Do my best. And I do want to. I talked with Gibby for a bit, and uh, uh, Vlandal is uh, Alec able to say Impezka out loud, or I don't know. Do you want to find sure. out? Because I think he would know better. Well, yeah, yeah. that's what I forget. Because would he has this happened? I really it's, think that we should leave that we should leave this up to Josh for whether he would know better. Well, me is the well. No, I feel like a. That is true. Well, I don't a remember any of the fucking past things. Like I forget what happened. Well, then you must learn again. I mean, it it has it's been a while for uh, Ailing too. It's been like at least. All right, fine. You know, didn't talk about Impesca at all for a full, for a whole week in limbo. You know. Uh, he is going to say, Impesca is one of four. Make an intelligence yeah, 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 this is gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. You should make a note somewhere. Yep. I'm editing my thing to say no say. No no word. <laughs> no no word. No no word. Brain hurdy. <laughs> intelligence saving roll. <laughs> Nat 20. <laughs> wow. Dang. Nice. That's one way to do it. So fortified is your mind. He's used to it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, try me, bitch. <laughs> Do it. Your brain has just been pounded into a sort of a mush and built up again, more resilient to a mind-shattering, horrible truth that uh, just, you don't even care <laughs> I'm anymore. just like, okay. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> Impezka's one of four. The other three, their names are Lithalia, Nigathau, and Thoranos. Make an intelligence oh, saving throw. <laughs> How many times? Just once. Okay. But actually, kill you have to make one now, too. Oh. 13. Let's just do a d10 for each one. 
15. A-Leg, take 12 points of psychic damage. Keel, you take that also, but you take half of it for succeeding on the save and half of that for being resistant. So you take three. So Keel just sort of uh, feels a little hurt to his temple. And you see him go, ah, so apparently those hurt too, fuckers. Let us uh, not address them by their full name any longer. Uh, Agreed. Uh. But this is important knowledge to know. I will not forget, unfortunately. You're telling me. uh... You said Mpesco was an entity? Do you know what kind of entity she was? Uh. Mm. Oh, I should make an intelligence. I just said said her name. (laughs) Yeah, dumbass. Is Mpesco a female? That's fair. I wouldn't really know. I mean, it could be. A seven. I Take just, four I more points I of psychic damage. Like that. Gibby mm-hmm. told uh, a like they were gods, right? Uh, that I was foolish. So. Mm. Damn it! We need to come up with. He implied that they were sort of godlike. Okay. They, they are sort of like gods. Gibby couldn't give a direct answer. They're not gods, but they're godlike almost. Maybe demigods. Very, very strong. I see. Then we shall refer to them as de- as the demigods Agreed. from here on out. Tentacled freak. This is good information, painful, but good. And I now know what to work on. Is there anything else you wish to discuss? No, that was it, good friend. That was it. Now I must go rest. Very well. Well, a door Thank is you. always open to you. Should you require anything further. Thank you. And mine as well. Understood. And Kyo goes back to his work. And now I had a question, because this is a thought I had, and I don't know if it'll go anywhere if Keol is able to find this information, but both Keol and I had an idea. I see. Would it be possible to figure out if there is a method of almost surgically removing ailments from a mind using psionic energies? You want to become a brain surgeon. (laughs) How to become a brain surgeon? Uh, Specifically with any research regarding my people... And psionic surgery, if that could be a, th- a method. I don't think you would have had time to have researched it yet. Very uh, thoroughly. So you don't know, really. I'm uh, going to give each of you a point of inspiration for the scenes over the past couple of episodes. Hell yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yay. Good job on the scenes, all of you. Thank Enjoy you. your inspiration. Don't use it all in one place. <laughs> uh all right so uh everybody except for elsie looks like they have taken small amounts of damage so here's the house rule that i do in terms of regaining your features and your spell slots and stuff short rest one hour long rest eight hours uh in terms of healing though when you do a long rest that's when you can spend hit dice to regain all of your hit dice and go back up to full health you have to do 72 hours I think it's been a full day, one night, and then most of another day. That's not enough for a long rest in terms of healing benefits. To build an entire forge? It's only been that long? I don't know what kind of technolo- what kind of gift technology they have. We do work very fast. Uh, yeah. I literally described the initial building as two Jedi putting together <laughs> something. Yeah, he so. also, you also took that damage after the forge was built and everything. That is true. You basically took the damage after, oh. like, last night. I have taken still two points of damage. That's fair. Weren't you just up to 29? No, that was damage taken. And I don't know how it got to that, because it was 12. Because yeah, I put why? it in that. Because you took more damage. I added in 12 more yeah, damage. It but that damage that I had already taken was from the forest. Are you saying it had been long enough for that? Yes, that's what I'm saying. So... You, you're free to spend any of your hit dice. The only person who doesn't have all of their hit dice still is Bast. Bast got to use one to heal during the chase. I don't think I need to yet. Belmore's at 30 out of 38. Oh, that's not that bad. Do you want to spend a hit die? Sure. Belmore and I have the same hit points? That's crazy. Uh, yours got permanently reduced by a small amount from an explosion on a nat 1. Oh, fuck, right. Yeah. And I can't get that back? That's great. Uh, well, it had been reduced by 6, and uh, when we started Season 2, I had you roll a d6, and you got a 4, I think, so now it's... Instead of being reduced by six permanently, it's reduced by two permanently. Uh, Okay, so, uh, Belmore, that got you up to uh, 36 now. Thank you. Yeah. So, can I use a hit die then? Because I have 25 out of 44 health. Astrolite discounted. I I don't know. 
Well, I can roll head yep. dice for you. I'm connected. Yeah, you got four back from that one? Only four? Yeah. You want another one? Do you want another hit? Sure. Yeah, that's Eleven. a lot That's better. better. Right, yes, now I'm ready. to. Let's go. Bast, you need to go to the capital city to complete your mission. Do you want to say anything to everybody before you start hitting the road? Hit the road, Jack. Don't you go no more, no more, no more. Yes. After our heart to heart. <laughs> I don't... Mm, what are you going to say? Do you want everybody to go with you? To the capital? Yeah. All right. So you've informed all of them that like... Yeah, I don't go know if I will tell them that I'm being sent there to kill Omicron. That makes sense. Yeah. But I don't want to lie. More like a withhold of a withholding of of the truth. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, cut, like cut me off a slice of what Bath. I don't really know um, to everybody. Do you want to ask Keol? Maybe she will say something along the lines of Magical has charged me with going to the capital to investigate the capital to learn more about the peoples and that kind of thing. Run an errand. <laughs> kind of, yeah. All right, Frankie, roll a uh, deception check. Mm. Boop. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! So, That's a three. <laughs> Does that mean us with high perception will pick up on that? <laughs> That's not what uh, perception is for. So when Bast tells you that Magical has ordered Bast to go and bring you to the capital city to learn more about the Uth and Mela people, you can tell that that is not necessarily the truth. You don't know anything more than that. You just can tell that that's maybe not exactly the whole truth necessarily. But do any of you confront Bast about it? No. No, I think Belmore's just going to give Bast a little bit of a look. Like, really? No, but I think (laughs) Aelig is definitely now highly suspicious of her, given her trap-setting-off abilities and now this. (laughs) Sounds good. You and... Belmore, I think, are the only ones that still don't know. I know nothing. We only had our heart-to-heart last night. We're still learning. Yeah. We're still getting to know each other. (laughs) Well, I, for one, see this as an opportunity to find places to gather supplies. I feel we are running quite low on certain things. Perhaps I can find a new book. As well as to acquire new uh, means of gathering funds for more supplies. I just got paid. You see Unikai just (laughs) looking. Yes, we did. We did just get paid, dear. Mm-hmm. But you know how much this metal is, how expensive this metal is? It's ridiculous. So, are we ready to journey to Uthade? Let's fucking go! So, yeah, I just, I'm gonna go ahead and put on those bracers and attune to them. Yeah, I don't know how long attunement is supposed to take, but you're attuned. I think maybe during a short rest, you can attune to an okay, item. Okay, yeah. I don't want to go too in-depth on the travel, but I also don't want to just skip over it. So I have something like a like a, a mini-game sort of for this travel. Oh? There's going to be a few decision points where there are forks in the road, a choice. And for each of these decision points, I will leave it to you to decide on a choice, one of which to have a danger or obstacle. The first decision point on day one is literally a split in the road. <laughs> There's a left fork and a right fork. Which way do you go? Left. Did, ca- did, uh, about, did Captain Madrigal tell you which way to get here? <laughs> I don't know, did she? I guess that is fair. She told you in which direction it is. That direction being... The one we're going. <laughs> so it's it's a tertiary direction. It's west-north? It's west-northwest. That one. It's, it's- There's... Not really maps at this at magical sediment you have available to. Okay. She goes left, regardless, so hopefully that's the right way. There's not really maps that at this at magical sediment you have available to. I do like the idea which path is more traveled. Which one looks like it's had more foot like foot traffic. Make a survival check. I am not good at that, I don't think. I'll do it. I have a plus ten. Cool. I was gonna like someone else should do that. Great. 18. <laughs> you notice that the right track is more traveled. So let's, let's take the right. The right has more footprints and soil dis- disturbing. Fast, come oh, on, we're going on the right path. Very well. 
Not the right as in correct. We don't know that yet, but we're going on the right as in right versus left. And really, who can tell? She does that like, like if you can imagine a little toy soldier march, she's doing that kind of a walk and she puts her leg up and spins around in a circle to turn herself around (laughs) and starts going the other way. Oh, I love it. Like no words, nothing. Just hears you say you're going the wrong way and just changes directions. Kiel and Unikai have just been sort of standing still and watching the rest of the party from the back and have not moved until everybody else had made a decision and now are continuing to follow the group. (laughs) They're just sort of standing side by side, just sort of watching everybody, just like parents looking at the children. Thanks, group dad. (laughs) You're welcome. All right. As you're going down this path, uh, you notice that the amount of foot travel sort of declines over time. Uh, Do you continue? I'm not in charge of this anymore. (laughs) I mean, yeah, why not? Okay. Eventually, the plants get closer and closer in on the trail corridor and eventually encroach upon it. Everybody has to make a survival check, and I actually have a way to do it with the party sheet. What? Which is something I've just discovered. (laughs) So I can just set the the skill and the DC... And just have everybody automatically do it. I don't think you can see it. Yeah, though. no, nope. we can't. It's hidden. I can see nope. it. Nope. And I can see it because I'm watching via screen. <laughs> if you would like, you can you can roll yeah, your own. I like seeing what I rolled. But if you yeah. roll your own, you can't take my result, even if it's better. Yeah, V, can you can you roll for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doctor Belmore got eleven. All right, Ayla got a thirteen. I'll take whatever you got. I don't know if I can get much um, better than I. With my measly plus one to survival. Yeah. 17. That's not too bad. A success. Elsie, do you want to, do you want mine or do you want to roll your own? I will use yours. Elsie succeeded and Bast succeeded. Aleg failed. Belmore failed. Kiel failed. If you fail, you take slashing damage from the vines. Damn. Uh, five, five points. Oh, that's not bad. I healed up six points before the freaking journey started, so. Yeah, dog. Hi, Siomi. Hello. There might be purring in the Audacity recording. I cannot tell. Love love that. Love that for me. As you continue onward, I think it's even actually the next day. The footpath that you're on continues straight and curves slightly to follow along with this river. You can stay the course or you can go across a wooden bridge to the left over the river, which then continues down a separate path. We should probably go on the on the bridge because that appears to be person-made. But that's just my opinion. Last time I, I gave my opinion, we ended up walking through underbrush. Yes, I second this decision. There is an old <laughs> rhyme that I remember hearing as a child. Something about over the river and through the woods. This seems right. Hmm. I see. Where, what was the destination of this rhyme you heard? Don't remember. It was to, uh, who was it? Somebody's house, I think. No, 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 no that no. wasn't it. I think it said, um, to, um, where are we going? To, um, Uthade, the capital of the Uthmela. <laughs> I believe it to said Uthade. To, to, to Uthade, yeah. <laughs> well, I have to trust you. Elsie just kind of seems to be zoning out. Huh? Zoned out. Elsie, what do you think? What? Where do you think um, we should go? I agree with Bast. See, that settles it. Very well. We should keep our eyes open. Forgive the paranoia, but normally bridges, in my experience, tend to be guarded. Sort of a toll. Also, I Hmm. thought I mentioned this. I'm not sure if I did or not. Alec is mapping, like doing quick sketches with cartography tools. Do you want him to make a check for that? No, I trust you. Is it getting darker in like this area that we're in at all? It is. It's a pretty thick jungle. I think it's not that, like not a lot of sunlight gets through the layers of canopy. Then as we're crossing the bridge, Belmore's gonna cast light on the lantern and let it glow so that they have light available. And he has this stupid little smile on his face. Yeah. So you go across the bridge and continue on the trail that way. Doesn't exactly follow the river, but the river is always within sight. And you get, you know, a few miles down this path when up ahead, you can see all the foot traffic stops. And there are those big blue mushrooms that are, there's just like a forest of them that completely I blocks the rest of the... Please, oh, God. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, look, Aileen, uh, it's your favorite funny snack. Blood out your spot. We should probably turn around. 
across the river, you can see the other path still following the river on the other side. Hmm. Damn it. I mean, I don't know. The last time the blue mushrooms were in our way, we got to our destination. But Aileg ended up Aileg, in the hospital. You managed to yeah, make so a bridge. Well, that's them. because he ate them. Yes, last time you ate I took them. a nibble out of one. I didn't you eat also, them, I took a nibble and that poisoned me. You consumed one of them. Regardless of amount, yes, you I, did I consume one. I will not one. deny that, but I did not eat the entire fucking mushroom field. No, but you did create a yes, stone path over again? them. Would you be yes, able to I do use, it again? Because uh, if so, it seems like a perfect opportunity. I use Mold Earth to cast a bridge out of earth over them. Okay, you can have two at a time done. Yeah, it was two. So I you see so, his yes. hand sort of like twirl, and then he clenches his fist suddenly, and sort of a ramp juts up right in front for the first half, and then he does the same motion again, but this time bringing his fist towards him as he clenches his fist, and then the other half of the ramp completes. Thank you, Alec. You're welcome. And you can see that the further back they go, the bigger the mushrooms get until it reaches a point where your Mold Earth spell won't be able to completely cover one. They just get bigger and bigger. This is almost certainly the wrong way. Did did everybody go into the field with the mushrooms? Yeah. What, what do you mean? I don't think any of us walked into it. We waited for A-Leg to cast the ramp. Okay. We have PTSD. <laughs> but so are, are you going that way or not? Uh, we should probably turn around. I suppose, yes. Well... Considering that the mushrooms are bigger than the mold earth that we can create, we should probably turn yeah. around. Has anybody ever tried burning them? We would cause a forest fire and then everyone would get mad at us. We're in a rainforest. It might release spores if we yeah, burn I suppose them. you're not... We should probably just go the other way. You are not wrong. That's a, that, is a yes. better, that is a better excuse. So what was the other option to cross the river? Yeah, I guess I, sh- I, I would like to present you with the choice. You can walk several miles back to the fork, or you can try to cross the river here. Each of those will have some sort of consequence. Well, let me... One of them is, and think about this, walking about five extra miles. Do our characters know that it would be that much farther? Yeah, because you've walked several miles from the split okay. to this point. We're not exactly good at jumping over chasms. <laughs> <laughs> if we just make the walk back and just camp out there. Maybe we can use the earth bridge to cross the river. Oh, you know? So, it's 20 feet across. How rough are the currents of this river? Uh, not especially fast. Well, the most athletic of us should take a bit of this standard rope that I have, take it across, and we'll tie it off on either end and use it as a method of traversing it so nobody gets swept down or drowned. I can go into my lantern for ease of carrying. That would be useful. All right. Bast, you are the most athletic out of all of us. Why don't you go across and tie the rope on the other side? Sure. Can I do that or do I have to roll or...? Both. Okay. You can do it and you you roll. It is athletics, right? Athletics or, if you wish, acrobatics. Athletics. 15! Thank God for that six. Not bad. Yeah, 15 yep. is the DC. Great. Uh, you get it across just fine. Are we able to find two trees on either side or two very sturdy objects to tie the rope off to make a sort of ford across the river? Hmm. So it would have to go across uh, from a tree on this side, across the 20-foot river, and then across the road onto the other side. So 50 feet actually might not be... Long enough? Like, it, it might be tricky to find that, actually. Hmm. But we are able to, to hold it. tie a tree on... I'm, am I able to find a tree on my side? Or, or hear me out. Am I on the side with Keel? Definitely, you can... Uh, you're, yeah, everybody's on the side with Keel unless I'm gonna you're Bast. Use the, and then uh, you're on Bast's uh, side. Would you like the immovable rod? Oh, yes. that is not a bad idea. Why don't you give it to me? I will swim across, tie it off on the other side, and you tie it off over here. All right, I'll do that. I hand you the immovable rod. Very well. I shall use acrobatics in order to cross the river. Very well. Let's see it. Damn. 22. Nice. Yeah, I think you made it. <laughs> I have a plus 10 to acrobatics. You nimbly leap across some stepping stones, some which are pretty <laughs> far apart, actually. You get to the other side. All right. I take the part of the rope that's on our end, mm-hmm. and I position it lower to the ground so that people can 
grab onto it and tie it around tightly enough and then click the button. Nice. And then, Aleg, you tie it to a tree on your side? Okay. Anybody who wants to go across now with the rope can get advantage on their check. I will do that. It's an athletics check or what? Athletics or acrobatics. Unikai is currently carrying Belmore, and luckily she is proficient in athletics. Nat 20, let's go. Hey, look Let's at that. Go. Oh, I meant to click I meant to click the advantage button. A 17 a is 17. a success. So. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh no. Elsie, no. Yeah. So and if if everybody does cross the river, the rope will live here cuz it's tied to a tree on the That's far fine. side. I can acquire rope in town. Okay. Elsie, as you are crossing the river, uh you slip on one of the stepping stones. And she's not grounded, okay? She's uh, a little bit in her head right now. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. You slip and you bang your knee on one of the rocks, taking four ow. points Ooh. of bludgeoning damage. Oh, ow. Thanks to me, adventure like you. Felt that in my own knee. God, fuck you. Other than that, everybody gets across fine. Baller. Beans, even. Baller. Fuck yeah, we actually made it across and we didn't all fucking die. <laughs> we made it across a Indeed. chasm, guys. I give the immovable rod what back kill? to Aelig. This is, this is becoming know, incredibly right? useful. Do you uh, click the button as you hand it to him so he goes to grab it and it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Indeed. Nice. <laughs> we got jokes. With my sleight of hand skill, I do it so deftly. Aelig just <laughs> narrows his eyes towards you and then clicks the button mm. again and takes it from your hand. You see Keel's <laughs> sly grin come across his face again. Mm-hmm. That's how you all can right. tell that we're all friends now. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I have a question. I have an answer. Uh, is, so we took a night to rest, correct? Yeah. Could I have used a bit of that to infuse an item? Yeah. Yeah, you may infuse an item. So I take that little thing that I've been working on out, like silk rope that is 60 feet in length. Okay. It's an animated object. And I come over to Alec and I say, that, uh... Immovable rod has been quite useful. Perhaps in conjunction with this, you could be quite the traversal oh, agent. I like your thinking. I gave him the rope I of climbing. Like your thinking. Why, thank you. Indeed. That is your infusion, unless there is something that comes up that might suit better. But for now, I can't really find another one that's suitable. Rope of climbing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. The next day, you come to a junction where there's actually three different paths to choose from. Do you have a compass on you? Well, I mean, I would figure that's part of the cartographer's tools, right? It must be. That would be. make sense. Probably. I just ask because whichever path is pointing most towards the direction that we need to go also might be kind of smart, weighing the options. Yeah. Cartographer's tools consist of a quill, ink, parchment, a pair of compasses, calipers, and a ruler. So I have two compasses. Hmm. I don't know how to read any of those, but I figured it was something to think about. Would you mind the... F- I have one of those compasses. No, oh, as long as it gets turned to me. Yes, of course. It down in your palm. I would guess that the most traveled path leads to Uthaid. Then let's go with that, that, that one logical. again. That is logical. But which one goes north, west, northwest? So the middle one is pretty much exactly west, northwest. The one on the ah. left is more true west, and the one on the right is uh, closer to north, north, northwest. I think. Okay, so we go the middle path. Are we in agreement? It would seem. Let's do it. Forward ahead. All right. We're off to see the wizard. The wonderful wizard of Oz. The trail corridor here is clear and the path is unobstructed, but everybody except for Basta does need to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, this is lovely. Oh, excellent. That is a 23. <laughs> 20. Oh, no. oh, dear. A nat 20? Yes, she is not having a good time. Unnatural 20. Okay, I was going to be like, bro. Unnatural 20 for A-League as well. I'm worried about my rolls. Okay. Man, LC. Pretty good, yeah. You know what? What's because up? I got him, I'm going to use a point of inspiration for this. That's Fuck a- yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you are. There Good you go. Idea. All right, 14. Better, better. Okay. The next day, Elsie, you have a level of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. You feel very mild symptoms of uh, some sort of sickness. Nothing severe or unique enough to really know anything for sure. And you still feel well enough to travel at the moment. And finally, there is one last split, a simple left or right. Which way do you go? Time to use our favorite skill check this episode. We consult the compass. Show us the signs, Aelig. 23. <laughs> the more traveled route is to the right. Then we take the right. 
To the right. To the right, to the right. To the right, indeed. <laughs> okay. To the left. Everything we need. You are traveling down the right path when a map drops into the chat. Because oh, you shit. see some humanoid figures in front of you on the road. Oh, shit. Prepare yourselves. Wait, say that again? They are not making any attempts to hide themselves, and they're just standing in the middle of the road. What do they look like? Do they look like the people that attacked Aleg and Bast, or do they look friendly-ish? You can't notice any details from this distance. They are clearly natives, though. And they say, Nah, Tikatar. It's probably not something you, that I would know. We should, we should have studied the native language. After seeing nobody well, respond, they on. say, Do you speak common? Oh, yes. Alright. Yes. Yeah, what's your oh, idea, no, Josh? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> no, never mind. No. <laughs> yes, uh, we speak common. Ah, come closer, travelers. Uh, what is your purpose on this road? Uh, I am simply looking for a friend of mine. <laughs> I draw my sword. Which friend? Might I have my pistol out? Might you have your pistol out? Uh, if you want to draw it, sure. I, do, I, I meant to just say I have my pistol out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Does anyone want to have weapons out? Aleg is going to snap Gibby into existence. Are yeah. you sure? Belmore, his weapon is his lantern, so he looks like the most inconspicuous out of all of them. Who's your friend? Uh, well, hold on. This is no longer a conversation. There's a dragon that's just been summoned. Indeed. They all get out Indeed. their weapons, and they go, What the fuck is that? He is my pet. Don't it's worry. He is my pet. He wanted to see what's going on. They immediately, they get together into a formation. Belmore, like, steps towards Organized. the front of the group. Who are you looking for? They're, they're all holding spears, and they say, Put down your weapons, and tell the dragon to step back. He'll give you to step back. He whispers uh, in Draconic to Gibby, Which pretty much tells him to step back, but still be on guard. At that they say, Our friend's name is Kavir. Oh, shit. He came near here. Oh, shit. We are simply trying to figure out what happened to him. Bast is immediately like, fuck. <laughs> We're just simply trying to get to the town. Has any Have any of us heard the name Kavir? I don't think so. We're just trying to get to town. I don't think we've seen your friend. We haven't seen anyone these past couple of days. We do not recognize that name, unfortunately. I put my pistol away. Bast is like, just really quiet. What town is it that you are trying to get to? We are heading to the capital city of Uthaid. The capital city of the Uthmela. Indeed. Hmm. Which way is that exactly? That's what we're trying to figure out. We were told it was north-northwest. North-northwest. Hmm. Very interesting. Kiel, why did you say that? What is it you seek there? That's none of your business. I'm there to run errands. We are there to, to acquire supplies. Somebody roll a deception check telling the truth. I'm there to get supplies and run errands. Right. Caden said he's going there for supplies. I, that's not true. Very well. Let's see. How well does Kyo lie? It's a ten. ten. A ten? Horribly. That's how That's how well Kyo lies. It is purely average. Very well then. Why don't we travel together? I'm gonna whisper I'm gonna like talk quietly because Aelig and Balmor are next to me. I'm gonna say I want to see if these guys have Holy symbols from pesky. Don't you say it. Don't you fucking say it. Yeah. Move yourselves on the map how close you want to be to uh, get a good look. Belmore is going to go with whoever needs the light to see. He's going to... Because he has... So... I'm going to say Alex's going to stop right there and Gibby's following behind him to the side of him. Okay. We sort of approach as a group and I'm just going to try to take a look and see if I can see any holy symbols. You walk up this close, and in Belmore's lantern light, you can see all of them are marked with symbols related to the religion of Impesca. And we will start the next episode with initiative. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of New World, presented by Vitamin Dice. Once again, that's V-Y-T-A-M-I-N, Dice. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed making it. Look out for our social media presence so you can follow this campaign. If you enjoyed the show, want to support us, and are excited for bonus content, then you should become a patron on our Patreon. Just look for Vitamin Dice. And remember, 9 out of 10 doctors recommend a regular dose of vitamin D, and the D stands for dice.